Welcome back to episode number 204 of the Dust Safety Science Podcast. This is the podcast where we're building a global community around process safety and industries handling combustible dust. I'm your show host, Dr. Chris Cloney. In today's episode, we're talking about challenges with floor sweeps and cleaning hoses in wood processing facilities. We're doing that with Jeremy Slonwhite, Chief Technical Officer of Explosion Safety at Remby Inc. He's based out of Halifax, Nova Scotia. Jeremy, welcome back to the Dust Safety Science Podcast. Thanks, Chris. Uh, wow, episode two of four. It's uh, it's great to be back. It's been a little while, and uh, always happy to reconnect and uh, share the knowledge and spread the word of explosion safety. I'm super excited as well. And we were kind of talking about this before. This is our going to our fifth year recording the podcast, and you, sir, were the second yep. interview we ever did <laughs> back in episode four. And we're at 204. Actually, I didn't clue until I said that, but this is exactly 200 episodes and we do about 50 a year. So this must be almost exactly four years after our first interview. Amazing. Well, good job on you and keeping it up and, uh, and spreading, again, spreading the good word and promoting the ultimate awareness of uh, keeping everyone safe. Yeah, for sure. And that, that episode was on the Nova Scotia Dust Collector Safety Program. You can get access to that. I believe it should still work at dustsafetyscience.com slash just the number four. That should take you to episode four. If you want the show notes in this episode, it's dustsafetyscience.com slash 204. And I'll take the, the notes there. So a couple of housekeeping items. Um, one, if you're new to the podcast and this is your you know second or third podcast episode, which is possible because we just started a new series talking about some actual uh, Nova Scotia heritage, the West Strait Coal Mine Explosion. Got Vernon on earlier episodes talking about that. And if you've tuned in to listen to that West Ray series, in between those series episodes, we're actually going to be coming back with our regular uh, programming as well. We'll recover incident summaries from combustible dust explosions, a lot of technical discussions like we have today, um, a lot of survivor stories and folks that are impacted by dust explosions around the world. It is uh, great that that new audience we might have might be Canadian and and Jeremy and myself are fellow Canadians as well. So if you are new to listening, I hope you get some use and interest out of this specific topic of floor sweeps and cleaning hoses in wood processing facilities. I think that's a, a good sort of administrative uh, note for those that are tuning in. We will come back to that series, The Ripple Effects of West Stray, in subsequent podcast episodes. And eventually we'll have that sort of as a standalone area on the website that people can see that whole series. But in the meantime, we'll have some of this regular programming as well. So back to this topic, floor sweeps and cleaning hoses. Well, a good question would be why do we care about floor sweeps and cleaning hoses? This actually came in through a help desk question that came in our help desk system. It was one Dust Safety Professional member. And Dust Safety Professionals is our connection platform for specialists involved in combustible dust and connecting them through with end users and industries. We had a question come in about a client that was installing a dust collection system and was asking about floor sweeps and getting that connected to the dust collector. Uh, and that particular user thought that this was disallowed in recent NFPA standards and changes. Our team took a look at 664, which is the standard for prevention of fires and explosions in wood processing and woodworking facilities. We looked in 654 as well, and we just couldn't find anything about it. So we had reached out to Jeremy because uh, he's he's one of the the most knowledgeable people that answers a lot of questions from our help desk system. Thank you for that, Jeremy. We really appreciate My it. Pleasure. To say, hey, what what what's the deal with this topic? And he had replied back and we had the help desk to get closed. And it was a, a really good informative piece of information on this very specific topic. We thought it'd be good to have a podcast interview about it. So in this episode, we're going to talk about what are floor sweeps, <laughs> give it a bit of a definition. Where are they discussed if they are in the NFPA standards? What are some of the practical challenges that come up? 
what are some solutions to those challenges, uh, hopefully, if they exist. And we're going to talk a bit about some other auxiliary equipment that Jeremy's come through with his experience and seen in industry and, and hopefully give some tips on those as well. So I think a good place to jump in, Jeremy, before we you know get into the, the floor sweeps and, and all those topics, is just to, to reiterate, what is your role today in industry's handling combustible dust? What are you doing there? So as Chris mentioned, I'm the uh, Chief Technical Officer of Explosion Safety with Remby Inc., uh, headquartered in uh, Fort Mill, South Carolina. And within that role, I technically oversee our uh, our sales team with uh, explosion safety solutions and applications uh, in uh, North America, well, from Mexico, U.S., and in Canada. So uh, as assessing customers' uh, requirements and interpretations of explosion, combustible dust explosion hazards, and supporting the team and coming up with credible, efficient solutions. Yeah, and we appreciate it. And one of the things I, I do appreciate about Remby and about yourself is that you really do go to your way to, to educate, to increase awareness, to answer tough questions when they come up and try to find the best answers to that. And then I'm sure that must feed into your delivery of explosion safety solutions, your delivery of consulting activities and that sort of material. So I, I thank you for taking the time on the front end with us to do things like this podcast, do things like answer help desk questions, because it feeds into what you said earlier, the awareness of what is a, a safe solution to move forward. And then the the knowledge and understanding of, okay, how might we go about implementing this? So yeah, thank you for, for all that. And thank you that your team, what your team continues to do there. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate the recognition there. And it's it's kind of part of my MO in in promoting awareness as an engineer, a problem solver, and an educator by way. I want to make sure that people understand what's going on rather than just applying something and not understanding what and why. It, it, it's easier to deal with and, and means more when you know why something is the way it is and, and how to fix the problem. Yeah. And we, we've had some personal conversations where you said, like, as a kid, you look at these toys and be like... It would drive you nuts if you didn't know how it worked. So you'd start ripping the thing apart. I'm sure I'm sure that comes out in your industrial activities as well. Every day. <laughs> um, okay, so floor sweeps. We've talked about it a couple times here. What What is a floor sweep? And are they covered in NFPA 664, the, the woodworking standard? Indeed. So coincidentally, taking back, like you mentioned in the second episode where I, did, I talked about the uh, Nova Scotia school dust collection systems, those are wood shops in, in high schools where this is a very uh, uh, synergistic topic. So floor sweeps are effectively a, uh, a scoop attached to a pipe of a dust collection system serving to uh, suck up well, floor sweeping. So take the broom and bring the material over to the floor sweep and it, it sucks it up rather than using like a dustpan. I call it a, a pneumatic dustpan, so to speak. And so NFPA 664, the, the uh, standard for uh, combustible dust in woodworking, wood processing facilities, uh, to which I'm a, uh, I'm a member of the technical committee, uh, has a definition of floor sweep, which is a suction hood located on the floor with an opening to allow floor sweepings to enter the dust collection system. So cleaning facilitator. Uh, often attached to, to dust collection systems, very predominant in the wood industry. The layperson may have experience with this. You may actually have one of these in your your kitchen, um, just underneath the sink or whatever. If you have a central vac system and you have that little floor, floor sweep where you're going to sweep the stuff in, that's what we're talking about. But then at, at you know an industrial facility and used for, uh, I guess, ease of cleaning would uh, be a way to to put it. Exactly. And you shared the definition that NFPA 664 gives of those, which which is good to know. 
yeah, and inherently, I mean, combustible dust accumulations, the, the dust that gathers and settles and, and collects, builds layers inside the facility. It's the, the real nasty stuff that leads to the, the catastrophic secondary explosions that do so much damage and, and, and cause you know, injuries and fatalities, unfortunately. So anything to aid cleanup can be revered, argued, or, or viewed as a good thing. And that's what this is. It's just a, a cleaning facilitation. And by, by human nature, you know, we're always looking for an easy way to do things. So this is, I think, ev evolved through, uh, through time as just an easy way to, to turn a, a dust collection system into a, uh, an extension or facilitated uh, cleaning kind of vacuum in a way. Yeah. So, okay. Sounds great. Everyone should do it. <laughs> um, practically speaking, what are some of the challenges then when, when we start looking at, okay, putting in floor sweeps at a facility, what, what kind of challenges come up? Yeah, exactly. So to, to, to that, I'll say, well, let's pump the brakes a little bit and understand like, like, like we said about taking the toys apart and understanding what made them work. Same with this. We have to understand what's going on here and what we're doing and not just take it for granted that it sucks it up and everything goes away. Because when you're talking about sweeping a floor, especially in an industrial facility, a woodworking shop, the stuff on the floor is not necessarily just going to be dust. There's often bits and pieces and could be staples, screws, nails, anything and everything that that could get on the floor and and it's on the floor where the heavy stuff goes keeping in mind and it's sweep gets swept over into the uh this this little suction scoop and sucked up and taken away if it's not super heavy and those metal particles and and bits and foreign objects can impact and ting and and scrape on the insides of uh, ducting and and filters and serve as an ignition source in the the, uh, the dust collection unit for a fire or explosion that's where the real hazard exists and I think I could probably add one here. So we got the screws and the, the metal material. Also, you could suck up a fire. <laughs> if you, you know, if you had a, a smoldering mass and somebody sweeps it into the dustpan. 100%. You know, could be a, be an issue as well. Okay. Any other, I mean, any other challenges before we start kind of jumping into, well, how do we solve some of those things? Anything else come up that you've, you've noticed? Most certainly. So again, mentioning you know, when you've had, with a dust collection system, the idea is to contain the fugitive dust where it's being created and then suck it away to a dust collection system that's properly designed and protected ideally. But when there's dust on the floor, it's due to either other operations or fugitive dust that, that escapes the dust collection system or the heavier stuff that just drops in, drops down, doesn't make it to the dust collection system. So with that, there could be issues in addition to the large foreign material that could also be in addition to causing sparks, could cause filter damage if it's a, a large pieces of wood or, or again, staples and nails. Could tear the filter media, which then could cause a blow through of, uh, of dust into the clean, clean air exhaust. Uh, but large material chunks, nuts, bolts, rocks, gosh knows what else, might not necessarily make its way through the entire system, might get kind of tossed around or inevitably lead to some sort of plugging. And if you think about, again, dust collection systems, they're sucking the dust that's coming off of the process or the operation, which is uh, you know, a low concentration. It's fine dust in the air. When you suddenly take pounds, a couple pounds of dust and shove it into the, the mouth of this 
scoop, there's a good chance that that, that airflow is going to get overloaded. That air is not going to be of enough capacity to not take all of that dust away all of a sudden. Sometimes if it's the air strong enough, maybe it can, but in most cases, it's going to chug its way through and kind of pick away at it, but that can overload that uh, the ducting system and that or that branch drop, which can lead to, to plugging and, and system deterioration issues. That makes sense. So I got a couple here. I got the foreign material coming in, the plugging, just you know, too much stuff in there and then getting that kind of jammed up. Are there are there some ways that you've seen people practically um, address some of those challenges? Uh, th- there are and there certainly can be. Um, I mean, in addition to those, just a couple other little considerations and challenges is yeah. within FPA 664, it does, it does, as mentioned, there's a definition, but it also says that when designing the airflow of a dust collection system, you don't necessarily have to take into account the air capacity used for floor sweeps because they're normally closed with a flap. So it's not robbing air from the process. It's usually used during an offline operation or intermittently. But with that being said, I've seen far too many that are just permanently open. And with dust collection systems, especially the smaller ones, they are often under design under capacity anyway. So every little bit of air rub from where the dust is being generated, it's just going to lead to more cleaning and more mess. So they're they're used as an inherent and pneumatic dustpan, which would be better off cleaning up and picking up manually. But of course, it's just easy to sweep it into the, uh, the the floor sweep. So they become sort of a bit of a band-aid for inadequate dust containment capture inherently. So that's where, again, understanding where the dust is coming from and being able to use it properly. But with that, and again, understanding those large materials and things we don't want to, we want to keep out of those, out of the floor sweeps and out of the system, that's that's where NFPA really has a, a heavy hand on, on managing the hazards associated with them. And that's foreign materials. All of the major combustible dust uh, standards in FPA, so 652, 654, they have sections that specifically cover foreign materials. And that's where this re- really uh, uh, applies. And that's prevention of materials that could cause sparks or, or issues uh, from getting into the system. And metals being the big one, there's a recommendation of things like magnets, magnet strips, magnet separators in, on, or around the floor sweeps. Even something such as grating, like a a uh, fairly you know, somewhat fine, not, not super screen fine, but a, a mesh grating that's going to prevent large material from actually getting in. It can be manually taken away or stopped so that it doesn't choke out the system or, or an attempt to, to get sucked away. I've actually seen cases where like a piece of wood will get sucked up. It'll start to rise up the, the duct riser, but not quite enough air capacity to take it fully away. And then gravity takes over and it drops down and then it rises up and it just dances. It'll dance in that column. And when the system was shut off, it was sitting at the bottom of the, 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 the sweep and it's effectively polished because it's been dancing and floating and turning and around there for you know, days, weeks, months, who knows? It's like beach glass. Exactly. It, it's quite fascinating, but really eye-opening that, I mean, this, these are not intended or, or, um, able to take away that large material. So by preventing it from actually getting into the the, the, the enclosure portion, will we'll prevent that kind of overloading. Or if a you know a larger stick or something could even get wedged sideways and then cause a plugging uh, plugging spot scenario. Makes sense. Yeah, I kind of pulled out a couple of things here. You mentioned about halfway through, but I want to kind of put it like at the front of the discussion. 
So a good question might be, what is getting picked up by the floor sweep? Yeah. <laughs> and if that should be contained in this system to begin with or collected using a proper hood system wherever that material was generated before it hits the floor and before it goes in the, the floor sweep, like that might be step one. And that's where, you know, experts like yourself come in or other consulting companies to evaluate, you know, are, are you are you making more work for yourself by having these sort of hazards develop? Then you got to go ahead and clean them up. So you have them for some period of time. Like step one should be really, you know, containing and collecting that dust at the source. Yep. And then we're talking about cleaning methods now. And and like you said, this floor sweep is an aid in the cleaning method. Yep. Challenges include foreign materials, plugging, robbing the dust collection from its own volume of air that's coming through the system if it's leaky or not closed. Uh, and then that some of the solutions you mentioned were around, you know, closing the, the floor sweep off, only using it when the system is um, not in full operation. Magnet strips, uh, grading on the front to keep that big material out. Don't use it to try to create or collect beach glass. It's <laughs> <laughs> so like you said, the beach sticks. I don't even know what we call it. Wood, what Just is, large, large wood material. floats around the water. Yeah, it's uh, drift, driftwood. Drift, driftwood. Yeah. yeah, don't create driftwood, I yeah. guess. Which can be an issue, uh, a real issue, right? Because it gets stuck sideways and it's going to plug the thing up. Maybe friction could build up to heat it mm -hmm. and chunk breaks off. I don't know. I'm, first time I've ever thought of this. Yeah. But all those sort of challenges and then some of those solutions come up. Any Anything else on this? Well, thinking about it, like a dust collection system takes away the dust. The stuff on the floor is floor debris. So do you really want to be putting floor debris into a dust collection system? Most people treat the dust collection system as a large vacuum. But even in NFPA, several of the standards, 652 being you know the fundamental one, it it, it highlights that central vacuum systems create a significant uh, uh, specialized hazard in in themselves because of the the range of debris that they are expected to collect and and suck up, and that's where you know central vacuums should be central vacuums, and they're typically designed at a, a lower flow but higher pressure, enable to overcome high volumes of material and that can get sucked back uh, to the, the, the filter uh, filter unit. So again, if the, if the system's not properly designed as a, as a vacuum system, it, it, it probably shouldn't be used as one, even though it could be, you know, viewed as doing the same thing. The ultimate consideration is that you're in, inducing a possible hazard. So the, those systems should absolutely be uh, protected in every way because that probability factor of, of an explosion incident is, is certainly elevated by just shoving random material into the system. Whereas if it's a closed process, it's a lot more controlled. Well, maybe that fits back into what I kind of mentioned about sucking up the smoldering mass. Like, I guess during your hazard analysis process, identify whether or not that's a credible scenario. And I can think of scenarios where it's not. But you can also think of scenarios where it might be if you're handling hot materials on a routine basis and they drop to the floor, somebody boots it into the system. <laughs> yeah, hot work. Yeah. It's the maintenance activities that are high, high concern where if they're doing cleaning or advanced or extensive cleaning or just want to clean up after, uh, after maintenance, so fire the system up and then start sweeping, shoving everything uh, into the floor sweep because they just... It's often just re, uh, uh, regarded as the, the big dustpan. Instead of manually scooping and sweeping it up, taking it out properly, just make it go away. And it's—I mean—it's kind of satisfying to honestly to just push a pile into uh, into it, see it get sucked up and go away. Yeah, we don't have one, but my brother's got one at his place, and, and yeah, it's great. <laughs> you don't have to bend over; you just, you just chuck it in there. <laughs> 
oh, don't get me wrong. It's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of like using compressed air to clean. It's, it's kind of gratifying. It's kind of rewarding. It's kind of fun, but it's, it's really bad. <laughs> yeah. And you mentioned the central vacuum system. I, the point on the ha- the ignition hazard is like, yeah, if, if that's a possibility, then putting some administrative controls in place to address that. That's sort of your, you know, putting it to a dustpan and taking it out instead of using the floor sweep. If it's after hot work or cutting or grinding activities or some sort of maintenance, it might generate hot stuff. But even, you know, that might be a reason to not have it connected to the dust collection system, which if you've evaluated dust collection system determined that it's not likely to have ignition sources in it, but then you're using this and as chance to suck in an ignition source and your protection scheme may not be adequate. Mm-hmm. And that may also, like you said about the design considerations, it may be better to connect your floor sweep to a central vac instead of just connecting it to your dust collector. I, I don't know if that gets you over the fire and explosions AP hazards, but like you said, the system would be designed more as a what is it high pressure yeah whatever the system designs are for a, yeah. a central vac system instead of a dust collector yeah exactly it's yeah the difference between the, the high the high vacuum high pressure low flow versus more dilute phase dust collection systems which is high flow uh lower pressure designed for lighter concentrations of dust coming off a process and uh yeah okay Makes sense. And I, we kind of said at the outset that the question had come in that the user thought that it was disallowed in recent NFPA changes. We should at least state that that's not true. It's not disallowed. Floor sweeps aren't disallowed in NFPA 664 or other standards. They just um, have specific requirements depending on form materials and, and the kind of protections, safeguards you might need in place. Exactly. They can certainly be used and they can be a beneficial tool to aid with cleanup as long as they're used properly and the form material is is managed and uh, so that ignition sources are not introduced to the system. And inevitably, that's that's a big, uh, big red flag for priority or concern to make sure that the system is reliably protected in every yeah, way. And this is why I really like these help desk question answer sessions because somebody's going to ask me this question again. And now instead of, you know, taking a couple of days and and getting an answer and taking somebody's precious time like yourself, we can just direct them to this, this podcast episode and said, hey, we discussed all the things around it here. <laughs> we talked, when you and I had discussed this, one other topic that came up was cleaning ho- hoses and that being connected to the extraction systems. Um, is, is this a good practice in the industry and what is your experience here? Yeah, I've, I mentioned this during our chat because I've seen this many times too where... Uh... Just a branch, little branch connection, usually you know, a large, large four to six inch, for example, then is is capped or adapted down to a inch and a half, two inch little uh, hose connection, and that hose is used for you know vacuum cleanup, but it's connected to the dust collection system, and that's where I kind of point back to what we we're saying is the dust collection system is a, a high flow, low pressure system for dust extraction, not designed for bulk loading of uh, of material that would typically suck up with a vacuum hose design as such a design of a central vacuum system uh, should be used for. So with that, it's highly likely that if you just slap a a flex hose, a vacuum hose onto a dust collection system, that that it likely will plug because the pressure loss across that hose is immense and most dust collection systems just cannot handle it. So that line's going to, hose is going to fill up, plug, and and, uh, be, be effectively useless. Yeah. In addition, like those hoses, they're uh, you know high prone to, to static uh, static electricity because of the the high velocity going through the small 
small diameter and uh, high recommendation for for anti-static hoses material um, in addition to bonding and grounding for for central vacuum systems so should be the same for dust collection systems but it's another reason why uh with small hoses just are not uh, not suitable for for most dust collection systems so again dust collection system being a dust collection system vacuuming should be done with a vacuum with a uh, central vacuum did system. i get it right imagine yes. that <laughs> right it's good <laughs> well it's, it's kind of like you know even just doing a little bit of uh kind of overlooking like seeing what the, the the web industry is saying about floor sweeps see on the woodworking forms and the, the the garage and small shop woodworking systems and they're they're making the their, their dust extraction systems out of like pvc piping and and then putting like a little copper wire around it to ground it well yeah it's hard to ground plastic but then looking at it thinking well pvc piping that's you know that's that's meant for uh, water conveying and, and sewer lines and stuff and not necessarily uh it's not really designed to handle particulate material um, not to be used in industrial operation settings i guess okay um makes sense so we had three sort of issues that might come up with hoses uh plugging because they're small diameter all the same considerations that we talked about floor sweeps but for materials and you know having other stuff that shouldn't go into the dust collection system getting into dust collection system that all applies and then some more considerations around stack electricity given the material of the hose, given the, the diameter being smaller and the velocities being higher, higher chance to create electrostatic charges there, which you know needs to be considered in the hazard evaluation as well. Really kind of interesting coverage, good coverage of sweeps and cleaning hoses. I want to switch in to see if there's any other industries where people are using floor sweeps, any additional considerations than wood processing. But before we do that, anything on these two topics that we want to, want to close off on? I think we covered the basis pretty well and uh, the, the general ideas, hazards, considerations. Perfect. Okay. Then, you know, we've been focused on wood processing. Are there other industries where floor sweeps are, and cleanup hoses are common? And any other kind of additional considerations that might come up in these industries? Uh, I'm not super familiar with seeing floor sweeps in uh, in other many other industries and maybe occasionally in a, the odd grain facility but extremely rare and mostly on a dedicated system as you know, nfpa 61 so the standard for food and agriculture processing uh combustible dust hazards has a section that clearly states floor sweeps when used they must be on a separate dedicated system with the fan downstream of the filter so it can't be like a blow-in filter system that's an invariably through engineering controls prevent foreign material from going through a fan causing sparks that'll make their way and be an ignition source in the, in the filter there must be a, a, a suck a pull through system and dedicated for that now the reason for that is in food and agriculture systems the the collected material is can often off of the process be reconstituted reclaimed and that's another big requirement knowing where that material in the is being sucked to or, or where the collected material is being discharged to if it, if it's sent to to landfill to waste just in a dumpster bin that's that's one thing but if there's any kind of re reintroduction of material and a lot of like particle board and panel board facilities the the fines the the sander the sawdust is reinitiated back into the process as as viable material so with that you, you really it's a contamination issue in addition to uh, reintroducing possible foreign material into the the process system so that's where the, the 61 standard uh outright uh, for, for, forbids it so so to speak and likewise uh 484 the, the standard for metals it has its own 
kind of section on vacuum systems specifically. And what they say is that vacuum systems, and this is, this is I think should almost apply everywhere, but it, it, the common sense is there that vacuum systems specifically for metal dust are to be secondary to hand cleanup me methods. So you should always be cleaning up, sweeping, uh, scooping, um, shoveling, using like dust pans and manual methods first, and then vacuum being secondary to clean up the fine residual stuff that is just harder to get by the, the kind of more brute force manual methods. And, uh, and with that, 44 identifies that there's very special requirements and engineering practices for the hazards associated with pneumatic vacuum, central vacuum system because of the, those hazards, one of them being that uh, the material must be collected and deposited outside specifically for metals. Uh, because Again, because they, they recognize the, the high hazard of introducing foreign material as an ignition source in these systems. Yeah, and would that be because the metals as a whole in, in a complete generalization tend to be more ignition sensitive than other materials covered in say 61 and, and 664? Uh, not necessarily ignition sensitive, but when 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 things go wrong and when when metal dusts ignite, um, the consequences are are much much more severe. Just the the temperature of combustion, those, the the flame temperatures, are so hot, so high that uh, even fire control methods have to be very very uh, uh, durable or or diligent on the extreme end to be able to manage those uh, the high burning temperatures of of some metals. That's that's where kind of the, the the stringent the level of stringency in dealing and managing metal dust fires and explosions is so much higher. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Really interesting. So I, this is helpful and I don't know if if it's if it's wise, but I will try <laughs> um, <laughs> to just collect some like a, an overall summary statement on some of the best practices. And this is really interesting for somebody who is interested in floor sweeps and coming through the help desk and ask this question because now we've outlined, okay, well, these are considerations if you're handling wood, we're handling grain, the considerations are uh, the requirements, I guess we'll say, from the uh, standards are different, dedicated system. And if you're handling metals, um, they're different. The vacuum must come after manual cleanup. And they've all kind of collected their own best practice, but we had to do a super summary of them, best practice mm -hmm. in using floor sweeps. It sounds like, you know, a dedicated system where we are making sure that we dress any tramp metal and any um, foreign material getting into that dedicated system is being used and that that's being applied after you're doing your manual cleanup, especially if you're doing high risk activities like hot work or cutting or grinding. And then all that should be applied after good evaluation of containment and your collection strategy before you even get to cleaning. I don't know, is that like a superset of um, potential best practice, at least as good as you can get out of a, a podcast discussion, these types of systems? I think the whole hot work cutting and grinding should be, I mean, should be completely separated and and highly, you know, uh, overlooked and regarded around anything to do with uh, with the dust collection system and its own light. But mainly, it's just that that understanding and and elimination of possible foreign foreign objects, foreign material that that could just could be introduced into the floor sweep, and and then just awareness and uh, education policies to to use them wisely and properly and uh, um, as opposed to again just the pneumatic shovels or uh, or dust pans that they're they're often used as they, they can be a, a great tool but again should be supplemental to either proper dust control capture or normal or uh, it's not normal but uh, standard or manual brute force type cleaning operations yeah it makes a lot of sense and as always i appreciate you delivered I asked you what a floor sweep was and how it works <laughs> and what we should do about it. And you told us exactly 
what it is, how it works, and what we should do about it. So if the audience likes these sort of sessions, definitely let me know. Um, you can email me at chris at dustsafetyscience.com. We'll have Jeremy's contact information at the show notes at dustsafetyscience.com slash 204. Press forward on your podcast playing device because I think we have another one of these coming up on a separate help desk question next week on the podcast uh, with Jeremy again. Uh, thank you for, for continuing to spend your time sharing your great time with us. And I do want to say thank you for the work that you do and appreciate you coming on the podcast. Always a pleasure to chat with you, Chris, share their, uh, again, some information, knowledge, and uh, support the possible dust safety. And uh, again, thank you for everything you do and keep on keeping on. All right. I appreciate it. We'll be talking soon, Jeremy. Thanks, Chris. So you've been listening to myself, Dr. Chris Cloney and Jeremy Slonwhite, Chief Technical Officer for Explosion Safety at Remby Inc. We've been talking about challenges with floor sweeps and cleaning hoses in wood processing facilities. And as we mentioned at the outset, this came in through a help desk question at Dust Safety Science where someone reached out, uh, mentioned that their client was considering installing a dust collection system and attaching floor sweeps to it, and that they thought that this was disallowed in, in NFPA recent NFPA standard changes and and what ask us about it because they couldn't find any information. We also couldn't find any information about being disallowed. So we had reached out to some of our experts through Dust Safety Professionals, Jeremy and, and the Remby team being one of those listed companies there to kind of get the input that they have from their experience. So that resulted in a good ticket. We were able to close that ticket and get that person's questions answered. And then it was a really good topic to come here and talk on the podcast about. So we discussed what are floor sweeps. These are kind of like pneumatic dust pans that are on the floor that you just sweep the, the material that accumulates on the floor um, into. And if you're attaching to a dust collector, that's what's uh, driving the pneumatic uh, pull through that system. They are covered in NFPA 664. They are not disallowed, uh, but they do have some specific requirements, considerations, and things to think about. We discussed a lot of these in this episode. So we talked about challenges with form material. Jeremy had a really good point here, which I wrote somewhere on this big massive notes that I have can't find it but it's something about floor material sort of being its own thing right like everything falls on the floor big chunks of stuff and screws and and so there's there's a good chance that stuff that's on the floor that would go into one of these floor sweeps would be a lot different than something that you know might see elsewhere in the process so this floor material and I can't find the, the actual word that Jeremy used well it's called floor material you know it has its own considerations that would go into it so floor material is a big thing plugging of the system, stealing the, the air from your dust collection system, which is often under underpowered in a lot of cases anyway. Those can all be challenges that come up. And we talked through a number of different solutions, things like magnetic strips and grates to avoid the foreign material, making sure you're looking at containing your dust inside the system that it's operating in the first place, having proper dust collection in place. This can reduce the amount of load of this floor material and the amount of dust in there. So reduce the need for having the floor sweeps and, and the chance of using them incorrectly. Talked about making sure that the, the floor sweeps are closed and that they're you know done so in a way it's not taking a lot of letting a lot of air escape, um, robbing it from the, the dust collection system. Uh, and we talked about cleaning hoses, which have all those same considerations, in addition to having quite a small diameter, which can lead to other challenges with plugging and also some let's um, stack electricity challenges as well. And then to close it, we talked about other industries besides work, woodworking. So there is explicit coverage in NFPA 61. That's the grain handling standard for floor sweeps and also in 484 for any vacuuming systems. For 61, there's discussion around needing a dedicated system for those floor sweeps. And in 484, there's discussion around housekeeping or vacuuming rather being needed to be completed after your manual cleanup methods. 
Uh, so it's important to know that if you're working in these different industries, there may be different considerations depending on how these types of systems are handled. So as I mentioned at the outset and at the end of the podcast episode, uh, it's tremendously valuable to get Jeremy on to talk through these type of challenges on these help desk tickets that they're running there, uh, that we're running at Dust Safety Science as people ask us questions. If you do have a question, you know, a very technical point in the stick type thing that you're not sure how to do, how to implement, you can always reach out, chris at dustsafetyscience.com. We have uh, 50 companies with about 200 subject matter experts worldwide now through Dust Safety Professionals. There's a good chance that we can at least get the range of possible answers for you. There may not be one answer, but there may be a range of possibilities that uh, or considerations to consider. So the show notes for this episode will be at dustsafetyscience.com slash 204. Again, if you, this is, you know, the first couple episodes you listen to the podcast because you've come in more recently. Thank you for listening to the end of the episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you took some interesting stuff away and I appreciate you listening to the podcast. As always, for all of our listeners, I want to say thank you for listening. Have a great week ahead and I appreciate the work you're doing and industries handling combustible dust, making them safer every day. 